What's up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, and welcome back to Founder's Journal, my audio diary made public for the world. This show gives you, the business builder, a backstage pass into building Morning Brew. My goal is to help you think better in order to build better. And I want to start with a special announcement. I want to start by thanking my incredible listeners and my community, whether you've been listening for the last 100 episodes or been listening for the last one episode. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. December was Founders Journal's biggest month ever with 33% more downloads than the previous month. We have massive things in store for this brand in 2021. We're going to be putting way more resources into it. And I am just so lucky to be on this ride with you all. Okay. On to today's episode. I'm going to tell you what the hell it is that I do with my holiday breaks personally and professionally, and why one of the most important activities I do each year is rewriting my job description as CEO of Morning Brew. You heard that right. Let's hop into it. So basically, the last four years of holiday breaks have gone very similarly for me. The way it usually goes down is I spend the first few days of my breaks, doing a whole lot of nothing. And then I get bored, I get restless, and I get anxious that my brain isn't thinking about the business nearly enough. I'm sure other entrepreneurs who are listening to this understand the feeling. And basically what ends up happening is I end up spending the back half of my break very differently than the front half because of the anxiety about not thinking about the business. And so what my breaks usually turn into is some combination of long-term work and business thinking, and then random hobbies that I feel like I hadn't been able to accomplish all year that I now want to take up. So this year for me, the random hobby was poker. Ever since I heard the Shane Parrish episode with Jason Calacanis, like I mentioned a few episodes ago on Founders Journal, I've been just binging poker content, trying to memorize pre-flop hand charts and try to get better at the game. Very frustrating, but I'm also really excited to get better at it. And then the second random hobby that I've gotten into is photography. I've always been into photography. My girlfriend and I are about to get a dog. I've wanted to brush up on my skills and start photographing our dog, obviously. And so that was the second hobby that I've been spending time on this break. But on the work side, I spent time on a few different things. The first and most relevant to what you're listening to right now was testing a new format with Founders Journal, which we're going to keep doing into the new year. So we're taking the show from five days a week to three days a week. We're going a little bit longer with the show. So we're aiming for typically 10 to 15 minutes instead of six to 10 minutes. And we're leaving two days open to experiment with other formats, as well as leaving time for me to create more social content related to Founders Journal So people can discover the show, not just through the podcast players, but also through Twitter, through TikTok, through Instagram, et cetera. The second thing work-related that I've been spending time on is looking through Morning Brew's one-year, three-year, and five-year company plans that we as a senior leadership team work through in our end-of-year two-day offsite. As a reminder, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this in a past episode. At Morning Brew, we do a one-day quarterly offsite where all of our senior leaders talk about the most important priorities and biggest challenges or issues that we are experiencing as a business. In Q4, the leadership team does a two-day quarterly offsite instead of a one-day one, 
where additional attention is placed on long-term planning into 2021 and years beyond, where we all line on where we want the company to be in one, three, and five years. And this exercise is generally meant for us to, to think big and ambitiously long-term, but then have shorter-term plans like the one-year plan that get more granular, but show a clear progression for the long-term plan to be possible. So the whole idea is showing how the one-year plan ladders into the three-year plan, ladders into the five-year plan. So I've spent time this break just looking over the plans that we came up with as a senior leadership team, just to poke holes on it, ask questions, et cetera. The third and final thing that I've spent time on this break that we're going to spend the bulk of this episode on is rewriting my job description. So at least for the last two years, Austin and I have taken time to basically write out informal job descriptions for ourselves to make sure we're holding ourselves accountable to doing the things we say we're going to do. And so the output of this exercise at the end of each year is a document that includes the main categories of stuff that we each spend our time on, some of the most important sub-activities within each category, and I'll give examples of that in a minute. And then we also share what is the percentage of time assigned to each category of work we're going to do. And then what we end up doing is Austin and I send our job descriptions to each other as a sanity check and also keep it for our own reference throughout the year. For me, at least, an additional benefit of doing this activity, which is obviously pretty unorthodox of writing a job description as a co-founder of a company, is one, further documentation of the entrepreneurial journey similar to Founders Journal. It accomplishes something very similar, which is I can look back on the experience and understand what I was doing and what I was thinking about. But the other really valuable thing is it tells a story when you put these annual job descriptions together and study how your role has evolved as the company has evolved. And for me, at least, it's not necessarily meant to judge as good or bad how my role has evolved, but more to understand how my value to the company changed or stayed the same as the business changed or stayed the same. So here's how I approached this year's exercise of rewriting my job description. And towards the end, we're going to talk about how you can do the same exercise. I always start with the same exact question when I rewrite my job description. The question is, given my skill set and my position within the company, what are the highest leverage activities I can be doing to push the business forward? That's the question that grounds me in exactly where I can add value to the business. And what's interesting is my answer today to that question is actually pretty similar to my answer last year, and it's very different from my answer two years ago. So my answer today is something along the lines of the highest leverage things that I can be doing that I am particularly qualified to do given my position and my skill set is first, things related to people, so hiring and culture. Second, things related to new products, so new machines, new things we're building that haven't been introduced to the world before. The third is personality, meaning like Alex as a personality. And then the fourth is brand, doing things to actually amplify and extend the Morning Brew brand. So that was my answer this year. And I'm going to go into how I took those four buckets and turned it into my job description. But just so everyone has a sense of how your job changes as the company changes, Two years ago, my answer would have been something along the lines of, first, securing sales deals, because this was a time when I was still running the sales team. The second, managing the content team, because this was before we had leadership in the content organization of our company. And the third is hiring. 
basically spending a lot of time getting myself out of the weeds by hiring managers. So before diving into my job description specifically, I want to elaborate a little bit more on these buckets and how I feel about them. Because at least for me as an entrepreneur, it's not just the fact that there are things that I think I'm uniquely qualified to do. There are emotions tied to the things that I think I'm really good at and the things that I think I could be better at. So when I think about myself as an entrepreneur, the way I would describe myself, literally, if I had to use a sentence to define Alex as an entrepreneur, it would be, quote, a charismatic and motivating leader who thinks originally and creatively and loves building relationships with, working with, and learning from great people. That's how I would describe myself. But then when I think about what I am not as an entrepreneur, the way I would describe my anti-self or the anti-Alex is, quote, a maniacally focused leader who understands how to build well-oiled machines, hold people accountable, and make sure we stick to a plan and execute on that plan. And so that that is such a contrasting perspective on myself. One obviously really puts me in a good light. The other puts me in not so good of a light of all the things that I'm not great at. And there's an obvious pro and there's an obvious con to thinking in such a black and white manner about yourself. Pro is it creates clear focus around the things I should and shouldn't spend my time on and offers a true North Star for my role as a founder. Having this perspective of what I am and what I'm not makes it way easier to go through creating my job description. The con is that in reality, things are not so cleanly divided. And by creating such distinction, it creates a self-fulfilling narrative of me not being able to create process, me not being able to set or execute on a plan, or me not being able to hold people accountable. And where I've arrived on this, this kind of topic of what I'm good at and what I'm not good at mentally is that while I'm capable of doing things that I described as being my anti-self, those aren't my superpowers. My superpowers are all around thinking big and creatively, working on new things, inspiring people around me, and being the heart of the company internally and externally. And I'm so incredibly lucky to have a co-founder who excels in many of the areas that I described as being my anti-self, which is honestly why I believe we're such good partners and why Morning Brew has succeeded up until this point. We really are yin and yang. And in my mind, it's why Austin should spend time on all the things related to planning, managing, and optimizing while I should spend time on the things not related to those activities. So with that, and just with my emotion around that, here's how I broke down my 2021 first half of the year job description. As mentioned above, the areas where I said I added the highest leverage value to the company are people, new products, my personality, and brand. And so that is, I took those exact buckets and I turned them into a little bit more specific things on my job description. The first bucket of work is Founders Journal. Founders Journal is an activity that both builds me as a personality and leverages me as an extension of the Morning Brew brand publicly. Additionally, as Morning Brew builds out our multimedia business to be as robust as our newsletter business, being part of the initial effort in multimedia offers me an important perspective. It's my view with any business that you become a true expert by being in the weeds of that business. And so for me, by being a creator of a multimedia product, it gives me a look under the hood to understand how the multimedia arena of the content world actually works, given that is so different than what Morning Brew has done for the last four or five years. We are gurus in email. We are not gurus in other forms of content creation. So for the first half of this year, 
I assigned 30% of my time to Founders Journal and then associated planning and content creation with this brand. The next bucket of work in my job description is Morning Brew's soon-to-be-launched paid product. This paid product has a ton of potential and has the opportunity to change business education forever. I have so many ideas in my head around how Morning Brew can change, how the modern business leader can learn about business. And we have an incredibly talented team that's working on making this a reality. This bucket is an example of new products being my sweet spot where creative ideas and proving initial value are where I get really excited and where I believe I can add outsized value. I've assigned 20% of my time to the paid product and its beta launch for the first half of the year. In a similar bucket to the paid product, I assigned another 5% of my time to new product types that were launching in 2021. Examples of this include Morning Brew's social strategy, because we haven't really put a ton of emphasis on Morning Brew's social in the past, and we're hiring someone to run Morning Brew's social. Same thing goes for Morning Brew's website strategy and Morning Brew's strategy around new multimedia franchises other than Founders Journal that live on YouTube, social, and other platforms. The way I think about this 5% of my time is as what I call redlining time. The time where a strategy is 90% of the way there created by a head of a department, and I provide feedback that is informed by truly understanding what our audience likes and how we extend the Morning Brew voice beyond just newsletter. Two final buckets on my job description that I wanted to mention are hiring and culture. Both of these buckets relate to people, one of the the buckets that I mentioned earlier, and together I've assigned 40% of my time to these two things, to hiring and to culture. As a co-founder of a fast-growing company, I can't think of a higher leverage activity, activity than making sure that incredibly talented people come to work at Morning Brew with an already incredibly talented team, and that once we bring great people into the business, I help to ensure that the company has a clear sense of where we're going, that our employees enjoy the work that they're doing, and that they love the people they get to work with. So. I'm going to stop there for a second. I've talked about a lot. I've taken you through my job description, what the buckets are and the percentage of time that I I said I'm going to allocate to each of these in the first half of 2021. And you may be thinking to yourself, wow, Alex has got his shit together in having such clarity and specificity around what he's good at and what specifically he should be doing at the company. And here's how I, I would respond to that. While that partially may be true, it has taken me so long to get comfortable with this notion of being more out of the weeds of the business than ever before, managing fewer people in the business than ever before, and having more undefined time than ever before. It's also taken me a long time to be comfortable with not spending my time getting better at the things that I want to and need to get better at, like process, organization, and goal setting, and instead focusing my time by tripling down on the things that I'm just naturally inclined to be good at. So now I'm going to turn it to you, Founders Journal listeners in the community. My question for you is, how confident are you in your job description and what your JD should be heading into 2021? And how about this? Let's do this. If you put together an abbreviated job description, you could do it in an email, you could do it in a doc, and you send it to me at alex at morningbrew.com, I will take a quick look at it. I will ask questions or provide a bit of feedback or pushback to help you push the exercise forward of knowing that you're spending your time on the things you should be spending time on. And remember, start by asking yourself, what are the highest leverage activities you can do given your position in the company 
turn that answer into a few specific buckets, and then allocate a specific percentage of your time to each of the buckets. As always, thank you so much, Founders Founders Journal listeners, for being the best damn community in the world. Wishing you all a happy new year and a kick-ass 2021. This show is going to blow up in 2021, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Take it easy, everyone. Have a good day. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.